Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 3,000 members in the group, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest Corvette news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on Corvette Today. He's here twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. Keith, welcome back to the show. This is the week that every Corvette enthusiast circles on their calendars, and it's a must-have weekend. It's Corvette's at Carlisle Week. Hey, Steve. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it is exciting. This is like the big first show for a lot of people. I know it's my first show in almost two years. Just couldn't be happier. Carlisle, of course, is like the great enthusiast shows. So much to see, so much to do. I think they usually are expecting around 5,000 cars. Everybody I've talked to is going to be there. Of course, we know that the Corvette team is going to be there. They're bringing in like 25 C8s with them. Wow. Hopefully, we'll be able to see some of those new colors. There's some great displays this year. Of course, the salute at Chip's Choice is a salute to law enforcement, which I think is well needed at this point. Yes. Of course, it's also the 50th anniversary of the 1971 Corvette, the 25th anniversary of the 1996 Corvette Grand Sports. There's just so much to see there. Paul Corner, Brittany, and the Corvette Mechanics team will be there. John Hyrese is going to be there. Steve, I even understand that you're doing a seminar. I am. As a matter of fact, Keith, I am doing two seminars at Corvette at Carlisle on the Corvette Today podcast. One will be at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon and then Saturday morning at 9 a.m. And when I'm not in the seminars, I will be over at the Corvette Fever Magazine booth. I'm going to have a little table there, so make sure you come by and say hello. Well, that'll be very cool. Real exciting. It's it's fun. 
We've been cooped up. We've been doing these for almost a year now. But to get out and actually meet people and say hello and they can see actually who we are, that's a lot of fun. So I'll have to stop by your seminars and check those out. That would be fantastic, Keith. You know, I've been doing radio here in Kansas City for 44 years, and I've always been told I have a great face for radio. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. It'll be great to meet everybody. Well, buddy, let's get into Corvette news and headlines. Let's get an update on Corvette C8 production. Well, things are rolling. I'm really feeling good about this stuff right now. You know, before it was like kind of walking on eggshells, but it's been 11 weeks now since our last interruption. They're still averaging right around 175 cars per day. We saw no really disruptions at all in the last couple of weeks that we've talked. Last week, they just crossed over 24,000 cars for the 2021 model year. Wow. The big news is that there's only about three weeks to go. We know that production is going to end sometime around September 6th. It seems like it's going well. They're trying to get all those cars done. Like I said, with no interruptions and decent output, I don't doubt that they'll do that. That sounds good. And yes, Chevrolet did tell dealerships that 2022 production is supposed to start the week of September 6th. Yeah, and we don't know exactly because the 6th is Labor Day, and of course they'll have that day off. Will there be a couple of TPWs still for the 2021s on that Tuesday or Wednesday, and then maybe they start on a Thursday or Friday? That kind of is up in the air, so we're definitely watching and looking for that and to see what's going to happen. That sounds good. Also, Corvette is the fastest-selling new car in July of 2021. We fell off the map there for a month or so, but we're back in there, aren't we? Yeah, the reason why we fell off the map was because of those shutdowns in May, those three weeks that just really killed that momentum. But we are back, and not only are we back, you know, our average time to sell was around nine to 10 days. And we did this one in July, it was seven days. Wow. So again, that just shows that that bodes well that dealers are getting their cars. Those cars are going directly to those customers that ordered them right away. And that's good news. The other thing that Chevy's got to be happy with is that the average transaction price they saw was 86785 Those are people ordering well-optioned cars, 2LTs, 3LTs, the convertibles, all with a lot of options. So all good stuff happening for Chevrolet in that regard. And that's really good news because the last Corvette Today News and Headlines podcast we did, we were talking about the average selling price being $82,289. So it's up about $4,000 even more, isn't it? Yeah. Those were two different surveys, so they could have a little bit different of methodology in terms of how they compute that. The fact is, you know, being only $4,000 off, that's a pretty good spread right there in terms of being correct. I would say that the average cars are selling for about $85,000 right now. That's wonderful. All right, Keith, and as of Friday, we had some big, big breaking news about the Z06. Tell us what that is. Yeah, on Friday afternoon, all of a sudden, we get an email from Chevrolet Media saying that the new 2023 Corvette Z06 will officially be revealed on October 26th. We don't know where, we don't know how, hopefully we'll be there, but this is great news. What they did was they also shared a teaser video that shows the Z06 prototype driving from the Nürburgring, does a nice little picturesque sightseeing tour through France, and then all of a sudden ends up at the Circuit de la Sarthe where it drives on the track and then finishes at the paddock of Corvette Racing in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Good news. Finally, we have a date. I believe that's about 67 days as of Friday. We are over the moon excited. Can't wait to see it. That is fantastic news, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some more info coming out. The next thing that will happen is if they are doing a live reveal, invites will go out. So as soon as that happens, people will start talking. Then we'll know exactly where that'll be. And finally, finally, we got our first look at the Amplify Orange new color on a C8 Corvette. 
Yeah, this kind of caught us all by surprise. So there was a job fair in Bowling Green at one of the local malls there, and a bunch of companies showed up. The plant was there too, and they brought the car, a 2022 pre-production car in Amplify Orange. Now, we always like to say you can't judge a car until you see it outside in the sun. This was inside under lights, but it's a non-metallic car, so we don't really have to wait to see it out in the sun in terms of it's welded. I think that's what it's going to look like. I kind of like the color. It's a uh, tangelo. I've always liked that shade. It ran three days at this job fair. We got a call on Sunday saying, hey, we found that car. It's actually parked up at the plant right now in the parking lot. Huh. The guy that was there to pick up his C8 the day after at the NCM, he took a bunch of great photos of it. He's a professional photographer, a guy named Marco Polo over at the Midinja Corvette Forum. Got some really good photos of the car. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, and I hope that it is at Corvettes at Carlisle this year. I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. Hopefully, we'll see all three new colors at Corvettes at Carlisle. Exactly, yeah. There's the hypersonic gray. I know a lot of people are very excited about that color, and then these caffeine metallic. Exactly right. Well, Keith, let's take our first break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette rumors on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. In this section of Corvette Today, we're going to talk about Corvette rumors. And Keith, we got some hot, juicy rumors. First of all, the C8 Z06 and the Z07, we got a great view of those at the Nürburgring, plus all the new variants we saw as well. I was really surprised that there is a C8 Z06 and and a Z07, but this is great news. Well, exactly, Steve. And of course, when we say Z07, we're referring to the performance package on the Z06. So if you're kind of new to that, don't be confused. It's not a different model. It's just the upgraded performance package on the Z06. So there's the base Z06. That's the one that surprised us because we had seen the one before with that. I don't know what to call it. We call it the funky wing on that because it's the way it's shaped. Right. Obviously, these wide bodies, it's got the full arrow on the front of the car with dive planes and a really big splitter that sticks out. It just looks like it gobbles up air and plants that car down to the ground. So they take these cars to Nürburgring, and because they want to test them as best they can, they take all that black, heavy fabric camouflage off the cars and then just run them with the wrap. For us, it's the best look that we've gotten at the cars so far. And again, to see both the Z06 base model, which has like a lip spoiler on the back, doesn't have all the arrow on the front, but it's still got the same shape of the grille. In these cars on that front, we do see an extra radiator that's right in the middle. 
So the Stingrays just got the two radiators on each corner, but now we're seeing three radiators, one on each corner and then one in the middle there. And then there's also these ducts that probably just feed air directly into the tires for brake cooling as well. That faces on both the cars, the base and the Z07 performance package. There's also two different wheels we've seen. We've seen those alloy wheels, like a black alloy wheel. We refer to those as sort of like a tuning fork shaped. And then there's a five-spoke wheel that was carbon fiber. And we think it's carbon fiber. I've got spy photos. And when I get these, I'm able to zoom in on a lot of stuff. I don't see any hints of any carbon fiber patterns or anything like that. So it might be the, the design of that carbon fiber wheel that we saw that maybe two years ago that ended up on eBay. Actually, I'm not convinced that these are real carbon fiber wheels yet. We'll just have to continue to watch that. But these cars are rolling around the Nürburgring. It's it's 12.9 miles, I think over 150 turns, curves on it. Generally, in the spy videos that we've seen, and they're really coming out good. In fact, there's a couple more that I'm expecting to see. Cars are just flying around there. We can hear them. They sound great. The high-revving LT6 engine expected to go rev over 8,000 RPM. We called this Z06 week last week because every day was dominated by that news. In terms of the cars, we think that there were six cars there. There were two base models, three high wings. And in fact, one of those high wings made a surprise visit to the Le Mans paddock where it was photographed alongside the C8R. We're not sure what they're doing there, whether that was for a promotional thing that's still going to come out. It might be part of the documentary if they're going to do another segment of the mid-engine revolution documentary. So there was a car at Le Mans. And then surprisingly, we came across a sixth car. This one had the front fascia of the Z06. It looked to be the wide body, but the rear of it showed the corner mounted exhaust like the C8 Stingray. So that car is a little bit of a mystery right now. We're not exactly sure what we are looking at there, but we're intrigued. So that's the thing with General Motors is they just always keep us intrigued, keep us wondering what's going on. They're doing all their testing right now. People are wondering about ring times. I don't think we'll see a ring time on this visit. I think right now they just concentrate on the ride and handling. And even if they do a ring time, a lot of times they haven't told us. In the last generation especially, they never told us what their ring times were. Maybe one of the watchers there is running the stopwatch as it goes by. I haven't seen anything yet, but right now with the traffic on the track, all these manufacturers are doing testing right now. That's why they're there. It's like a manufacturer's testing week. Right. It's just been a real exciting time to watch this stuff. Now that we know that the reveal is going to be later this year, people really have something to look forward to. To. Definitely they have something to look forward to. And I love the Z07 with the big wing and the arrow in front. I was really surprised to see that other variant because I thought the Z06 would start with the big wing, but it looks like it has just a lip spoiler in the back. And that visit to Le Mans, that was really cool because it was sitting right by the race car with one of the race drivers in the picture. Yeah, that was with Jordan Taylor. Hopefully it's we're going to see some promotional stuff with that once it comes out. That first car that was at Le Mans was the very first sighting we had at the Nürburgring. It's got the same license plate number on it. They trucked it down there just for that photo opportunity. It was a pretty cool thing. Definitely a cool thing. And this is really interesting as well, Keith. We saw spy shots of the possible E-Ray, and it also looks to be a wide-body car as well. Yeah, this is interesting. We've been kind of going back and forth on this. Is it going to be the Stingray body? Is it going to be the wide body like the Z06? It looks like the tire sizes, at least on the spy shots that were confirmed, show the, the same tires as the Z06, which are the 275s in the front and then the 345s in the rear. And the question is, with the 345s, those look to be the all-season tires as well. 
the Z07 package on the Z06 will have the cup tires, basically the summer tires or the racing tires. With the all-season tires on the E-Ray, that'll be interesting to see because the 345s are like the biggest tire you've ever seen. I think they're, what, 12 inches, 13 inches wide? Right. They're just huge tires. And if you think the E-Ray with an all-wheel drive and then those tires on it, I think it's just going to move out from zero to 60. It's going to be a monster and a beast all in one, Keith, that's for sure. Exactly. And then the final rumor about that, we're not so sure about this one. I saw this on GM Authority. They said that the E-Ray might show up a few months after the Z06. Oh. I just don't know about that because here's the deal. You've got your order in and you're all excited about a car. And then next thing you know, in the middle of the order year, they come out with a new car and you wanted that one, but you've got this one ordered. It causes confusion for the customer. I think Corvette people like to know exactly what's coming out at the beginning of the model year. That's why the order guide and all the press about what are the new options in any models or anything like that is so important because it allows you then to really get the car that you want, not the car that you wish you could have ordered to the other one, you know? Right. But we'll see about that. I mean, obviously, there's still plenty of models to come out. There's the ZR1. There's maybe the possible Zora. So we'll just have to wait and see. Well, it'll be interesting. The E-Ray, the Zora, the ZR1. I can't wait. I can't wait. Right. Well, buddy, let's take another break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette racing on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. In this section, we're going to talk about Corvette racing. Keith, Le Mans just finished on Sunday. We had a big week there in France, didn't we? Le Mans is just always exciting, especially the week leading up to it. There's so much promise and opportunity and a lot of what could happen. What would happen if we won? What would happen if this happened? You know, it's just crazy in terms of the anticipation from everybody. And I think the hopes were especially high for Corvette racing just because we missed last year. And anybody that watched the race last year without the team in it, it was just not the same at all. So to be able to see our Corvettes out there and doing well was obviously very exciting for everybody. We led up the week. We had 
some cool, fun news like Jordan Taylor's helmet, which he dedicated to the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt. So he had the black helmet with the number three on it and the good wrench parts. That was really neat to see. Both cars ran pretty well. I think that the number 63 car had a little bit of trouble early on with the practice sessions. Mick Tandy put the number 64 car into the hyper pole, which was like an extended pole position battle. So they took like the top cars of each of the classes that ran and then created this hyper pole. Mick Tandy finished third there. They were on the second row of the GTE starting grid. So again, there's so much promise there. What do they say about a battle? Once the green flag drops, anything can happen. And of course, that's exactly what happened. We started getting into the race. We had the number 64 car got hit on the starting grid in the rear, and that would end up causing all kinds of problems later on in the race. Wow. And so where did we finish up then overall? Ferrari finished first, Corvette was second, the number 63 car was second, and then a Porsche was third. The same guys we race against, the same manufacturers we race against, just proves again the spirit of Corvette racing. They hung there, they were tight. It was really cool at the very beginning to see the number 64 car got out the lead and Garcia was right behind him. It was Milner started the race and then Garcia right behind him. And then it was just a couple hours later, we learned that Milner was reporting that he got hit by a Ferrari as they were leaving the grid. They continued racing with it. They were asking Antonio, who was behind the 64, do you see any damage? They didn't really see anything. But five or six hours into the race, they started feeling a lot of vibration from the rear diffuser. So they had to pull into the garage, replace the diffuser. They also did a quick brake change. I think they were in and out in about 12 minutes or so, but that was two laps down and they were just never able to recover after that. All three drivers of the 63 car led during their stints. It was really back and forth a lot of times. The fastest lap was actually set in the GTE Pro category by Nick Katzberg. He kept improving and improving, and not only was it the fastest lap, I believe it was also a track record for GTE Pro. He ran a 3.47 and some change there. We are in the hunt all the way there towards the end, and in fact, with about three hours to go, the gap was only 28 seconds behind. Unfortunately, we got caught in a slow zone behind a safety car. The Ferrari didn't, so we just never were able to recover from that. So we got a second place and a sixth place with the number 64 car. Yeah, the 64 car, they ended up having some other issues in the middle of the night. They ended up having to do some repairs on the clutch, the gearbox, and the alternator, I believe. But they still finished strong. They finished T6, which is two ahead of some other competitors. So we weren't dead last. They were just snake bit from the very beginning once again. And I think McTaney said the cursed season continued for the team. These guys need some wins. And so hopefully when the second half of the season starts at IMSA, we'll definitely see some improvements there. We'll keep our fingers crossed for sure, buddy. Also, GM was waiting for clarification from ACO about the future of the GTE Pro Class for WEC. Did we get any updates during Lamar for this? We did, actually. This news kind of came out Friday, and I believe that we were all so focused on everything else, we didn't really catch it till over the weekend. Unfortunately, it's not good news at all. Now we know why the GM performance team had been holding back and waiting to see what was going to happen, because they were also set to announce the Cadillac LMDH program over the weekend, and that never happened. So essentially what is going on is they set the GT3 specs for 2024, but here's the kicker. They don't want any factory teams. In fact, they want to do the GT3s with amateur drivers and private teams. No factory-backed teams starting in 2024. Sports Car 365 was there and asked the president of the ACO about what's that leave a Corvette. And he said, basically, you have to ask that question to Corvette. They can come with amateur drivers and private teams. So who knows what that's going to do now to the GT3 program, which it sounds like that's what we were gearing up to compete with. Obviously, we need to have a GT3 car in IMSA. 
IMSA still believes in factory GT entries, according to Sports Car 365, and they're supporting that over the next couple of years. But that's kind of a kick in the teeth for Corvette racing fans who have always had the factory back teams there. What's that going to do now for both us and for Cadillac Racing? I think we're kind of going back to the drawing board. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. Well, we'll look forward to hearing what GM has to say about this and wait for Laura Clouser to give us some definitive direction from GM and Corvette plus Cadillac as well. It's going to be interesting to see how the future plays out with these announcements. Absolutely right. Well, Keith, let's take our final break. And in our final segment, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. Fact. According to the March of Dimes, 40,000 babies are born each year in the United States with heart defects. At Athletic Testing Solutions, we take that, well, to heart. ATS offers the ATS Heart Check, a series of non-invasive tests to identify possible hidden heart defects in your kid's heart. Frequently, the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest are masked or misdiagnosed. The ATS Heart Check can help detect congenital heart problems or abnormalities that don't show up during regular checkups or a sports physical. The ATS Heart Check is a terrific option, and it gives you peace of mind that your child is heart safe. Sudden cardiac arrest claims on average 130 young lives every week. Don't let your kids be a statistic. The ATS Heart Check takes only 20 to 30 minutes and it utilizes an EKG, an echocardiogram ultrasound of the heart. Visit ATSHeartCheck.com. Schedule your child today. Call toll-free 888-537-2597. That's 888-537-2597. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette, and we have a lot of news. In this final section, we have the lighter side of Corvette. Keith, Guy Fieri, and Chevrolet offer a recipe for the ultimate baseball snack from their famous tagline, and it involves Chevrolet, right? Exactly. Well, if you were around in the 70s, both you and I were. Yes. We all remember the baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet commercials. And of course, see the USA in your Chevrolet. Right. So what they did was there was the Major League Baseball game that took place in Iowa at the cornfield based on the Field of Dreams game. So he came up with a recipe of baseball, hot dogs, and apple pie. Of course, it's vintage Guy Fieri in terms of how he cooks and the way he does his thing. Actually, the funny story is one of my writers, Mitch, he says he actually made it and they were pretty good really when you think of the hot dogs and apple pie combined together it might be a different taste but yet he said it worked well we'll have to take mitch's word for it won't we we'll, we'll try it i don't know if i'm not brave to try <laughs> something like that but and of course the presentation that guy does is real good as well and there's a couple videos that chevrolet put out they also showed the old commercial you know, guys, he's a Chevy enthusiast. He's got a Corvette. He's got a couple other older muscle cars from Chevy. So it was a natural tie-in for him. Actually, on his show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, he drives a 69 Camaro. So he is definitely a Chevrolet guy for sure. Yeah, he also had a custom 427 convertible. He showed that at the SEMA show back in the day. I think it was 2012 or 2013. Okay. It was black with yellow stripes and looked really good. Speaking of food, Keith, the National Corvette Museum's Stingray Grill is now open and ready to serve anybody that comes by the museum. 
Now I'm kind of looking forward to this. Before it was the Corvette Cafe and it was a diner style 50s kind of thing with records on the wall. They really renovated it, made it into more of a nouveau cuisine kind of place. They hired a chef. His name is Kelvin Williams. He's put together a menu that looks pretty good. Now, one of the local TV stations did a segment on it and it shows basically a stingray burger. And you got to hear this thing. This is 25% elk, 25% wild boar. 25% bison, and 25% Wagyu beef. Wow. It's seasoned. It's got arugula, a slice of a Granny Smith apple, smoked cheddar cheese, bacon slices, and more. It's all topped with a big bun, and then they put the pick in it, and the pick is the shape of the Stingray emblem on the C8s. Amazing. They've got breakfast that they're also serving. We're going to be able to sample that stuff when we go to the National Corvette Museum for the 27th anniversary, just the weekend before Labor Day. We're actually looking forward to there, and we're going to try out some of that food. we got to get to the next story because I'm hungry all of a sudden right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Also, Chevrolet just finished their second annual Virtual Heritage Week, and Amelia Hartford was part of that as well. Yeah, influencers got to influence, I guess. So last week was the Woodward Dream Cruise, all sorts of stuff going on up there. They did this last year, Chevy, just because of the pandemic that people couldn't get out. So they do this virtual thing where each day they kind of concentrate on a different subject. I know some of the favorite stuff is like the performance. They had chief engineer Al Eppenheiser. He was the guy that really put the Camaro back together recently. He's over in electric cars now. He was saluted. Also, Pinky Randall, known as Mr. Chevy, was there. Just some neat stuff. It was all done on social media, just real quick videos and some other things, all in conjunction with the Woodward Dream Cruise. Very nice. Also, our friend of the show, Mr. Ken Lingenfelter, his company has made, and near and dear to my heart, Keith, a carbon fiber intake manifold for the LT2 engine of the C8. That was awesome looking. Yeah, they call this the Performance Design PTR Carbon Fiber Intake Manifold. It's large. It really comes up over there. They said with their Lingenfelter 95-millimeter throttle body that it just adds an additional 25% horsepower to the rear wheels right away. And, of course, we know Lingenfelter is using this setup to tune some of the cars. There's that Cunningham C8 60th anniversary car that we're going to see at Carlisle. Right. That thing's making 600 horsepower. And then they're also doing a giveaway car for the Corvette Dream giveaway where they do the new C8 and then the old Resto Mod. And that car is going to have 600 horsepower. And it's all used in conjunction with this carbon fiber intake manifold. So pretty cool stuff. Well, hopefully we'll see some more from that from Ken and see what else he's got up his sleeve. I liked it. It looked really, really good. Also talking about the National Corvette Museum again, Keith, a C6 Corvette race car was just recently donated to the museum. And that's a really significant car, wasn't it? Yeah, this is a race car that was actually built by John Heinrichsy. If you don't know the name, John Heinrichsy was instrumental in the C4s and C5s, especially the C4 ZR1, kind of the godfather of the 1996 Corvette Grand Sport. He owns Grand Sport number one. He was also the first GM performance director there. He built this race car. They call him the Hein Rocket. You know that from your segment that you did with him. So this car was actually donated by a couple. They've been married 55 years. They say they've been racing just about as that long, David and Linda Goble. The car is actually going to be used on the track across the street over at the NCM's Motorsports Park. Pretty cool to be be able to really drive a race-ready Corvette over there. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That would be so much fun. And if you want to listen to John Heinrichsy talk about all that stuff, listen to last week's Corvette Today podcast. John was my special guest last week on Corvette Today.
And finally, Keith, near and dear to my heart, I've been a classic rock jock here on the radio. And like I was telling you earlier, this is year number 44 on the radio here in Kansas City for me. But from Rush, Neil Peart's 1963 Split Window Corvette sold for, wow, $368,000 at Pebble Beach. Really amazing. I mean, especially this is a Gooding and Company auction that they did at Pebble Beach. Obviously, lots of money floating around out there, but the estimates on this car were only 150 to 180,000. It's not a fuel injected model. It's the 327, 340 horse L76, silver with red interior. His collection, he had a bunch of silver cars and then one black car. They called it his Silver Surfer collection. To see that thing sell for 368, I think both the provenance of the celebrity ownership plus it's a really a quality car itself. So that's going to be somebody's really cool centerpiece to a collection somewhere. That was really cool to see. And Neil Pert and Rush are near and dear to my heart. I've been playing Neil Pert and Rush for, shoot, 25, 35 years. So it was great to see that sell for such a high price. Well, buddy, thanks for being on Corvette today. We will see you in two weeks, and we'll celebrate our one-year anniversary of doing News and Headlines podcasts on Corvette Today with our next Corvette Today News and Headlines podcast. Exactly, and we'll see each other in person this week at Corvette to Carlisle. Absolutely right. All right, Steve, you take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today, and please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.